Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Third Down Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Henry. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Augie. What is up? It's been a while since he's been on. So basically, what's going to go down in this podcast, we're going to dive into the some questions that you guys sent in uh, to about Week 7. And then after that, we're going to hop into some Week 8 predictions, stuff coming up in Week 8. Okay, so let's dive into our questions that got sent in. So our first question that got sent in, so the Seahawks were undefeated, but that is no no longer, the Cardinals actually got the win somehow. So the question that got sent in is, how did the Cardinals actually beat the Seahawks? Sorry. Well, <clears throat> I'm just going to say the whole, the difference there, like, it's really just, I feel like those teams are, this might seem weird for me to say this, but I see, I would think both of those teams are pretty evenly matched. I feel like Kyler Murray playing as good as he did in that game was yeah. the difference, definitely. Yeah, he, he played amazing. Yeah, and I mean, with Russell Wilson, he's been playing at MVP level. I mean, I put him at MVP frontrunner right now. Yep. But, and he still played good. I mean, I had Tyler Lockett in my fantasy team, and he caught three touchdowns and 200 yards. So he really connected to uh, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I like it uh, that game, which was huge, but they just couldn't get it. They went into overtime, but ended up losing um, 37-34. And I'd say, yeah, the the big key for uh, the Cardinals was definitely Kyle Murray. He's just so lethal. On yeah, it. it's just hard definitely. to stop him on the ground. I mean, when he gets going, when he gets going, he is he is quick. And he had DeAndre Hopkins played great. Yeah. And they uh, they were connecting good. Uh, yeah. When that when Kyle Murray can take off on the ground and he can connect on the pass, I mean, there's really nothing you can do to slow down. But anyway, that was a good question there. Our next question is, what the heck was wrong with Cam Newton? What just what happened with Cam Newton? He did not. It was he not just, played bad, yeah. just not a good day for Cam Newton. In which is interesting because he he he's coming off of the COVID, COVID as we know. Yeah. So I don't know if that maybe was a factor. Uh, I mean, he played great against the Dolphins week one. He did good against the Seahawks week two. Week three against the Raiders, he did good. But then getting the virus, and then the following week against the Chiefs, he sat out uh, yeah, for three weeks. The New England, New England just had absolutely no energy in that game. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, and we're, were... Hold on, hold on. We are getting breaking news just announced – just announced right now, Odell Beckham Jr. has yep. been ruled out yep. for the season. Yep. I have not seen that. Wow, okay, that is huge. Yep. <laughs> anyway, back to, the, back to this question. Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it had to be the virus. It was the... was the. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. They just had... They, they rely on him to get energy for that team. And he was... He was flat as a deflated wound. Yeah, it, it was not bad. pretty at all. The thing with Cam Newton, like with Cam Newton, I always <clears> think <throat> when he does bad, back I always think back when he was at Carolina and when he was playing in 2015, he was just so de- like he played so good that 2015 year with the Panthers. Led him to the yeah. Season. Another reason I, I feel like another reason he was so good that year was definitely because he played with his legs that year. He yeah, told when he sure. signed that salary with New England, he told them that he's not going to be running a lot. He's yep. just getting hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. 
a big reason they did so good that 2015 year because they gave they he had the option of running like yeah he, he did he, he did keep me on the ground oh did you see dk metcalf track down that guy that last night oh yeah that was that was awesome that, that was, was insane and yeah. he prevented them from scoring i know that was great hustle there by dk metcalf like that was that was pretty awesome but yeah, Cam oh Newton, I gotta think I gotta think it was coming off of having the virus. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of. I wish if we could just see a glimpse of that twenty fifteen Cam Newton. The, the I mean game. I we've we've seen glimpses of it, but yeah, but he's we never not seen it that yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wish he could go back to his twenty fifteen version because he was so good that year. Um, yeah, definitely. Also another thing I wanna point out is Actually, no. We're saving that. For, we're saving that for later. Okay, moving on to our Week Eight NFL predictions. So we have a, a matchup that I am so excited for going into Week Eight, and this is the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Baltimore Ravens, coming off of a bye week. Who do you have in this game, Audie? I don't know. No, how about you go first? You go okay, first, go first in this, this, and I'll think my thing over. Okay, this is going to be this is huge. I mean, these are like the two big AFC uh, teams right now. Yeah. And AFC North. Like, we could see that as an AFC championship matchup. Like, this could be a glimpse of that. Pittsburgh, 6-0 and and been unbeaten. And I've seen them dominating uh, recently in the NFL. The Steelers' defense, as I've always said, is definitely number one. In yeah, the they're, they're so, their defense is their just, defense is just so dominant. Which is why uh, this is the main thing going into this matchup. It's like probably the first or second overall offense going against the first overall defense. That's why it's going to be so awesome. But I'm going to have to go with, I feel like they're not going to be able to slow down Lamar. And I know what Lamar has been doing lately has not been Lamar-like. But well, it's been Lamar-like, but it hasn't been 2019. Hasn't been, yeah, it hasn't been 2019. Well, 2019 Lamar is, is a different gotta different be. That, he's one of the, 2019 Lamar has to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time that I've seen. Oh my god, that to, 2019, 2019 Lamar. Lamar, he was unstoppable. That it, it was unfair. It, it, it was, was. Yeah, I, I don't think any any quarterback that in the foreseeable future will have. Yeah. That kind of season. Yeah. 2019 Lamar was good. Honestly, 2020, we haven't seen anything close to that 2019 Lamar. Still good, but not anything close. But I'm saying going against the Steelers, and this is bold, but I'm saying that he's that they're not going to be able to slow down Lamar. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. But I, I know that's bold. I'm going with the Steelers. I know. Steelers. It's, it's so tough to say. It's going to be such a good game. But it could. I feel like the big difference, the big difference, is okay. going to be um, um, Marvin Ingram. Marvin Ingram. Isn't that it, or Ingram, whatever his name is? Mark they're, Ingram. They're running. Uh, Mark yeah, Ingram. Mark Ingram. Yeah, 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 Mark Ingram. The running back for them. Yeah, yep, I feel yeah. like he's if he plays good, that's going to be the difference. I don't but, know. And he hasn't really been doing good lately. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. This season, haven't seen. If he does good, him. I have, I have, um, I have great confidence in Baltimore. If he does good, but if he's been, if he continues playing like he has been playing this whole year so far, I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah. So either Lamar can tear up the Steelers defense, or the Steelers defense is going to completely shut down Lamar in this Baltimore Ravens offense. It could really, 
I could really speak. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either either one of those directions. But anyway, my final prediction is I'm gonna go Ravens here. It's gonna be so good, so close. Gonna That's gonna be a great game. game. Yeah. That's gonna be a great game. Okay, our other prediction, or not prediction, our other big matchup is New Orleans Saints going against Chicago Bears. This should be a good one. But I'm going to have to go with... It's going to be close the whole way. And the Saints... The Saints have been... Saints have not been playing good Yeah, all. they have been, like... Eh, haven't been great. And I actually have them winning the Super Bowl this year. And I'm, like, I definitely do not think... I thought they were going to come into the season playing lights out. But I have the Seahawks going. I have the Seahawks. I you have the Seahawks. Okay. I like that. Right... I... You said I remember right when that you we were talking about who do you first you said who do you think's gonna win the Super Bowl I said uh, I had Seahawks and you said um, Saints and then okay. and then we were like um, who do you think's gonna do good who do you think's gonna get and then you said the Steelers and I was like no yeah yeah and you were and like they're barely gonna get over five hundred yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah you were so so off on that yeah you said that they're barely gonna get five hundred <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> We're not yeah, but I, I definitely do not think the Saints are going to get it all the way. I thought that they were going to... Like, where has been, where's Michael Thomas been? I get the injury, but He's like, out, yeah. He yeah, I know. Like, like without Michael know. Thomas, he your reason is just not the same. He's not the same at all. He is... Yeah, not the same. But anyway, going back to the Chicago Bears and New England Saints matchup. Great matchup. I, I liked what I saw from Drew Brees uh, on the Green Bay. I, I know they lost, but he completed 29 out of 36 of his passes last week at the Panthers, and he also completed a lot against Green Bay. And Drew Brees has won his last four uh, four starts against Chicago. So I like I think her do I think Drew Brees will definitely play really good against the Bears, and that's going to be the deciding factor. I'm going to take Saints. I'm going to give you a score here. I'm going to take Saints. I'm going to take them like. 21, not nah, 20, 24, 21 Saints over Bears, but close, close the whole way. Not bad, not bad. Okay, what you got this game? Saints, Bears. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This Bears um, defense is good. They we don't really, realize Khalil Mack good. is really good. Yeah. We don't realize how good this Bears defense is. Like, yeah, they, they have a really good defense. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's good. <gasps> it, they, if, it, it all depends if the Bears' offense plays their role. And if yeah. they don't, their offense is questionable, their quarterback situation. Yeah, we have to remember, I'm, I'm, they're going into this game with Nick Foles starting, not Michael Trubisky. That's a big difference. Mitch there. Trubisky. Yeah, that will be a big difference. So I, well, Nick Foles can come to play. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like their quarterback situation is not, is yeah. not too Yeah, I, th- uh, I liked what I saw from uh, Turbinski. I think it was 2018 or 2017. Mr. I liked what I saw. I don't think I told you this. I might have, but I actually high fived him one time at a UNC game. Pretty awesome. Nice. That's yeah, that's crazy. pretty cool. Yes. But, uh, so. You're, so you're saying Bears, if their offense can actually do something? Because yeah, you know their yeah. defense can. I'm all, yeah, I'm going the Saints. They haven't really shown me that they can actually play this year so far. Okay. I Is, I, is Michael Thomas even going to play? Like, every oh, single, every single game. And, like, la- this week, or last week, technically, 
he got recorded that he was going to play again, but he didn't play. I don't, like, know. I don't even know. I think he's he's still labeled as questionable as of right now. I, like, yeah, I honestly don't know. I and even know. if he does play, he's not going to be in football conditioning, you know? Yeah, we'll, or, see. Like, we'll see what happens there. Because we, we have seen Drew Brees, like I said before, has just not been the same without without his favorite receiver, Michael Thomas. He has not been the same. So that yeah, should be interesting. Another good game. Okay, moving on to our last prediction is going to be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. This one should be pretty interesting. Another good NFC matchup. So Seahawks will look to bounce back from its first loss of the season, as we were talking about a little earlier. 49ers and Seahawks. So this is going to be pretty good. I got a stat here. The San Francisco 49ers have allowed just 11 points per game the last two weeks. So we know San Francisco defense hasn't been the same since since I think that week two where they got a lot of injuries. And so far yeah. this season, we haven't seen them do great on defense and, and not on offense as well. But I'm going to have to go. Seattle has played in five – Seattle. Seattle's, see, I'm going with Seattle all the yeah. way. Seattle the is playing games, so good. The last five games that I've seen from Seattle have have been pretty... I, and I only lost, their only losses to the Cardinals with Kyler Murray playing the best yeah. that he's ever played. Yeah, so I, while I think it's going to be close... I'm gonna have to go with Seahawks here. I do think 49ers will give them a good fight, but I'm gonna have to take. Seahawks. No, I the 49ers are not doing good this year. I think uh, if they're yeah. Ever since I, they lost Nick Boza, it's I, been. I've downhill. just been so confused by the 49ers because I thought going into this season we we're gonna see that 2019 defense, and like their defense has not been the same. Their offense has not been the same. Uh, so many people have 49ers going all the way to the Super Bowl. But what no. the 49ers, uh-uh. I can't, like, I just never know with this team in 2020. I knew it back in 2019, I knew their defense was lethal and Jimmy Garoppolo could get make the plays and like, get them done. But so far in 2020, I've not seen, not seen what they've, what they did. Now, I've not seen the Super Bowl team. This is not a Super Bowl team at all. I'm going to take Seahawks in this one. But that's gonna do it for our predictions and questions you guys sent in. If you guys, if you guys, if you would like to send in a question, you can email them at throwdownsports1 at gmail.com. Anyway, thanks for all you for helping us out with that segment, and we're gonna take a short sponsorship break. But when we come back, we're gonna go over our winners and losers, and it is a good winners and losers. You're gonna want to hear this, so stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurants.com. With Restaurants.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurants.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. And Restaurants.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurants.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurants.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurants.com is the best deal for every meal. Our next segment is my personal favorite segment. It is winners and losers. I love this segment so much because this is a segment where we go over the winners and losers of the previous NFL week. So this time it's going to be week seven. But why I love this segment, sometimes the winner can be a player. Sometimes it can be a team. Sometimes it can be something completely different. That's why this segment is my favorite segment. So our winner is DK Metcalf Speed. That is our big winner for this week, week seven. And let's get something straight. 
DK Metcalf is a big guy standing at 6'4", 230 pounds, and he is a strong guy setting a bench press record at the NFL Combine. But what we don't realize, he is extremely fast. He ran a 4.33 40-yard dash at the Combine, and he proved that he was fast on Sunday. But before I get into that, I also want to address something else. Buda Baker is fast. He ran a 4.45 40-yard uh, dash at the NFL Combine. But Metcalf just got the better of Buda Baker. So basically what happened, Russell Wilson threw a rare interception inside the five-yard line. Buda Baker intercepts it and he looks like he looked like he was running three free. He he thought he had the wide, he thought he could just just want he all he saw was the end zone. That's all he saw. But little did he know, he saw little did he know he did not see DK Metcalf gaining and gaining on him. DK Metcalf chased Buda Baker down. Great hustle by DK Metcalf also. He just chased him down and he was not gonna let Buda Baker uh, get that easy touchdown. He chased him all the way down and brought him down somehow. DK Metcalf, absolute great hustle on DK Metcalf. He chases him all the way down and he gets he gets Buda Baker down. He is our big winner of week seven. Our big loser is Time versus Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is 37 years old wide receiver, which doesn't make sense. He's in his 17th NFL season and has risen to number two overall on the all-time leaderboard for reception yards and receptions. Sunday night, he had a he had a catch on his 250th consecutive game, but time is slowing him down. This this is what I mean. It's been three years since he's had a 1,000-yard season. In this, in this year, Larry Fitzgerald is recording career lows in receptions per game, yards per game, and yards per reception. Time has made him less effective as a playing wide receiver, so Larry Fitzgerald has only one thing to do. He's got to retire. He's getting way too old, and he's just going to get worn out. He, he better retire before he, he suffers a serious injury that could affect him long term, is what I'm going to say. But he probably won't stop. He's probably going to keep going until he... What, until he literally cannot play anymore. But he is our big loser. Anyway, we're moving on to our other big winner, and our other big winner is the man who stopped Derrick Henry. For the past five years or so, NFL fans, coaches, players, literally everybody who is involved in the NFL has been asking one question. Well, they've been asking multiple questions, but one one relevant, uh, one big question. Can anybody stop Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry is faster than most of the NFL players and stronger than a lot of the NFL players, which is what we were just we were just talking about this with DK Metcalf. He Derrick Henry is six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds, and fast. Like fast, fast. It was it, it's so hard to bring Derrick Henry down, and he is just like a rolling freight train when he gets the ball. Especially in the open field. He can and he's got the deadly stiff arm. That's why he's all around great, great player. But there is, we have our answer. Some dude named Robert Splid, Splid Lane, I think, filling in for the injured Bush for the Steelers, Devin Bush for the Steelers, on the goal line in the fourth quarter of a matchup of unbeaten teams, this, the, uh, the Titans and Steelers. That's who this Robert dude plays for, this plays for the Steelers, filling in for Bush. The Titans open up a hole for Henry, and then this Robert Spud Lane, dude, never heard of him, steps in, and he jumps right in front of the speeding and about to truck him, Derrick Henry, and shuts the play down. 
I mean, shuts the play down. There's nothing Derrick Henry could do. This this Robert guy just <laughs> just stopped him. It was absolutely insane. We've never seen anybody do this. And then some random guy comes in, and he does it. It's insane. Who knew that somebody could actually stop the rolling freight train of Derrick Henry? We've seen players try. We've seen players try and fail miserably, but Robert Splitlane, and I might be saying that wrong, actually stopped him, and he actually left the game after the tackle, holding his shoulder, which is pretty crazy. But unfortunately, a few plays later, Derrick Henry ended up diving into the end zone. But still, Robert, bravo, my dude you actually managed to answer a huge question that has all been on our mind. Can anybody stop Derrick Henry? The answer is yes. Robert can. Anyway, our other last loser of Week 7 is the ghost of the Patriots quarterback. The ghost of the Patriots quarterback is Tom Brady. And the new Patriots quarterback is Cam Newton. I've gotten used to watching football games without fans in the stands, but I don't think I'll ever get used to watching the Patriots get their butts kicked. It feels like we hit, like, it feels like, it's just, it feels so weird to see the Patriots losing. I enjoy it, honestly, because I've been sick of them winning all the time. But on Sunday, the Niners just punched New England in the face. For four straight periods in a 33-6 win, they just dominated. And at the start of the year, it seemed like the Patriots had possibly upgraded in a quarterback when the, when the old, old Tom Brady left. That guy, he left. And a new, young, kind, kind of young, fast Cam Newton, mobile Cam Newton showed up. They're like, hey, maybe this could actually, maybe this could actually be a good thing. We have somebody with the agility and speed and awareness Cam Newton has. But Newton was terrible against the 49ers, throwing for 98 yards and three interceptions with zip touchdowns. Literally zero. The one of the worst quarterback performances I've I have ever seen by Cam Newton. Horrible. It was a historic bad game for Cam Newton. I don't think he's never thrown for fewer than 100 yards in a start before. Never. And it was historically bad for the Patriots, as Tom Brady has only two no touchdown games. So that's crazy. Three picks. Three picks days, three pick days in his twenty his twenty years as as a Patriot. That's only happened two times where he's thrown three interceptions, and those were in t- uh, two thousand three and two thousand six. Since returning from the COVID nineteen list, Newton has thrown no touchdowns and five interceptions in two games. Cam Newton, wake up, bro! You got it. You got to do something to turn the Patriots around. <laughs> you gotta do something. Anyway, that's gonna do it for winners and losers, and that's gonna cap off today's episode of Throwdown Sports. I hope you guys enjoyed, entertained. We just talked football today. Next podcast, we'll probably bring up bring up some baseball because we may even have a World Series by next podcast. Anyway, um, Henry Augie was with us earlier. We'll be back next week. Peace out, everybody.